appreciate getting to be here this morning and appreciate everyone that's uh, made it out this way. Sure to have a good Sunday school this morning and, and studying and looking into the Word of God. And uh, I want to say I appreciate any of our visitors that are here today. Anybody that's with, with us, just feel welcome. Um, remember our pastor today, he's in uh, Michigan up at Lakeside preaching their homecoming. And he asked me a few weeks back to take care of service this morning. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm nervous, <laughs> as nervous could be. Um, but I ask you to pray, pray for me, pray for this service. Um, I'll, I'll read a verse of scripture in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5. Uh, just short verses as Paul's writing to the people, uh, Thess the Thessalonian people here. He says, rejoice evermore. And he began to write him a few charges there. And this is one of my favorite scriptures, so, so short and so sweet. If you're saved and born again, you've got a reason to rejoice that God saved us from sin. So I appreciate getting to be here. We'll uh, pray and then turn it over to Brother Taylor. Our Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, God, once again, God, for this day. God, thank you for allowing us to gather once more, God, in your house. God, today we don't want to take this for granted, God, this opportunity, God, to be here, God, and to rejoice, God, and to worship and praise you. God, we know very well this could be the last time, God, that we're able to be here. God, maybe the last time we're able to gather together. God, I pray today we would treat it, God, as if it was our last. God, we'd worship you, God, like it's the last time we'll be able to. God, we'd take it, God, and use every opportunity, God, you've given us, God, to follow you today. God, we'd do everything you'd ask us to do, God, and leave, leave the things that you say not to do. God, leave them there. God, help us, lead us, and guide us in this service, and God, let us worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll turn it over to Brother Taylor. Page 276. <clears throat> While we are
now and we'll turn it back over to you. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, I'm thankful to be here. I wasn't able to be here on Wednesday night. I uh, had a little bit of a cough, still do, but went to the doctor and they cleared me. And uh, I tell you, it was rough not being here on Wednesday night. Uh, so I was excited to get back in uh, the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, so we'll ask everybody if you could to please stand to your feet. And we'll ask at this time if anybody has an uh, unspoken prayer request. Hands all over the house. Remember those. Anybody have a spoken prayer request? Continue to remember Karen and Anthony. that choir sounded extra special good this morning especially for not having a piano player I thought they just sounded as sweet as could be I really appreciated it remember our pastor I know it's already been said let's remember our pastor and um, let's continue to remember this service and uh, remember Cooper I'm excited to hear good things from our pastor but I'm excited to see what this service holds
If nobody else has anything, we'll ask Dave Money lead us in prayer. Again, I'd like to say it's been good to be here this morning. Uh, I really appreciate Sunday school, uh, and I, I thought today was extra special sweet uh, how good Sunday school was. It really helped me, um, and, and i got to tell you, I've kind of bounced around the last few months. I've uh, been in here for Sunday school. I've went in with the, uh, the high school-aged kids a little bit, and I've went in with the younger kids a little bit, with Hudson and Benson, and um, all around. I just really appreciate all the efforts that our Sunday school teachers put into to trying to help us. Uh, we were on our way home yesterday, me and Hudson and Benson, we were in the truck driving home and Hudson asked me a question about Jonah and the whale. And uh, we kind of talked about that for a little bit and uh, I'm not sure how the conversation led its way to where it did, but uh, he ended up asking me about the Lord and he ended up asking me about what it meant to be saved. and. Uh, I know that uh, I really don't feel like the Lord's dealing with him or anything right now, but uh, I really appreciated the fact that Sunday school, and he's been paying attention to the fact of knowing what those terms mean, and I hope to goodness one day he'll know what it means down on the inside, but uh, I really appreciate our Sunday school teachers and, and, and the village that this church is to my children. Uh, but we'll ask at this time if anybody has a song or a testimony on your heart before we turn it over to Brother Cooper. sure Cooper would appreciate it if anybody had a song or a testimony on your heart at all. Follow the Lord. Let's pray for him.
I was, uh, I just got a little impression to sing this, and uh, we got so many little ones that I think God is dealing with, and uh, I felt ashamed to sit there feeling like singing a little bit and then putting it off, but um, thank you. I just, uh, I know sometimes we, we have so many things in this world from, you know, people that upset us and uh, letting ourselves down and uh, but my mind goes back to what Chase preached you know I got Jesus you know I've got it and then uh, I was thinking about the little ones again and what Mike said when he preached he said some people say we need to do some stuff to get the the young ones and you know to that he said when, when the spirit was moved he said no we need to make sure they have this they need in this and this is an old song, and I'm not even sure half the time if I sing it right. This is how I heard it one time. And so uh, I, I just love it. And I'm really nervous, so just pray for me. <clears throat> my, my whole thing is, little ones, you really need Jesus. <laughs> you need to get saved. When, when the preacher preaches, you need to do something about it. God's amazing grace sent down from heaven rescued me from death and from shame opened up my eyes and brought salvation now I'm his praise his holy name now I know that he is mine and I am his forever he is leading me along life's way he'll keep holding to my hand as I cross death's river he will take the sting of death away tis so sweet just to know I have Jesus with me he will keep me from sin and from strife he delivered me from condemnation now i have eternal life now i know he's mine and i am his leading me along life's way he'll keep holding to my hand as I'm crossing death's river he will take the sting of death away
appreciate that song. I appreciate Brother Barry. That was, I really appreciated that. We'll ask if anybody else has a song or a testimony on your heart. If not, we'll turn it over to Brother Cooper. Let's pray for Dale. Pray for me. Uh, I was kind of thinking I might have to sing this, but uh, <clears throat> um, going back to what Joyce said, where uh, you know it's if you not have trouble, uh, it's it's just around the corner, and uh, but I'm thankful that I have somebody that I can go to at any time, and. Uh, I know he'll be there for me, so uh, just pray for me here. In the mess of this old world, sometimes I need a word from heaven that everything's okay. try to walk by faith but sometimes I'm so afraid that I cannot see how God can make a way but then I think he's never failed me never left me not one time have I cried out And my voice he has not heard Never failed me He won't start today He will make a way He's never failed me broken as you feel all your troubles they are real and I know you feel that God's forsaken you but child don't lose your faith he is working while you wait so just hold on he'll bring you through never failed me, never left me, not one time have I cried out, and my voice he has not heard, never failed me, he won't start today, he will make a way. Never 
He's been faithful, so faithful. So I choose to trust Him now. He will make a way somehow. So just believe and you will say, He's never failed me, never left me. Not one time have I cried out, and my voice He has not heard. Never failed me, He won't start today. He will make a way. He's never failed me. Never failed me. Pray for pretty she comes. very nervous this morning. Um, I never sang this song in church and uh, I had it wrote down <laughs> but the old devil made me forget it I guess. So I'm finding on my phone here. I overdid him. I'm like Barry, I like the old songs. As we travel through the desert, storms beset us by the way. But beyond the river of Jordan lies a field of endless days. Farther on still go, farther count the milestones one by one. Jesus will forsake you never. It is better farther on. Oh, my brother, are you weary of the roughness of the way? Does your strength begin to fail you and your vigor to decay? Jesus 
Jesus, Jesus will go with you. He will lead you to the throne. He who died his garments for you. And the winepress trod alone. Excuse me. At my grave I'll still be singing Though you weep for one that's gone Singing as we once did singing It is better farther on I know when I'm laying in that casket you look at me and say, it's better, she's better, Father, I'll be in heaven. Appreciate that song, appreciate everything that's been said and done. And uh, I feel like this time I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and read. Um, and I'll ask you, church, pray for me today. Um, I know, I love what the Bible says, it says, we must increase, so he, or we must decrease, so he can increase today. Um, I'll, I'll tell you first and foremost, I'm nothing but a helpless sinner saved by God's grace. Um, don't look at me and think anything other than that today. Don't don't hold me high. Don't think anything of that today. I pray that you would see Jesus shining from the inside. And so you pray, and we'll, we'll read in the book of Numbers today, in the 16th chapter, in the 40, 44th verse. Sixteenth chapter of the book of Numbers in the forty-fourth verse. And it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Get you up from among this congregation, that I may consume them as in a moment. And they fell upon their faces. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer, and put fire therein from off the altar, and put on incense, and go quickly unto the congregation, and make an atonement for them. For there is wrath gone out from the Lord, the plague is begun. And Aaron took as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the congregation. And behold, the plague was begun among the people. And he put on incense and made an atonement for the people. Listen to this verse. So, so uh, such a great picture here uh, of something. And it says, And he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stayed. And so I want to read a scripture in the book of Ephesians real fast. And uh, no, no need to turn there. It says, Even when we, or, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. And so you pray today. I, I'm going to do something I don't normally do, if that's okay. Uh, I feel like praying before anything goes any further. Um, and I'll ask you to pray too. Our Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, God, once again, God, for this great opportunity. God, we thank you today, God, for your good grace, God, and your good mercy. God, here we are today, God, needing you, God, looking and longing for you. God, I pray today, God, you knock us down real low, God, and let us lift you up real high, God. Let us lift your name up with everything in us, God, every fiber of our being. God, that we would worship and praise and honor you, God, and we would show you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. And so you pray today, just begin to look at this scripture, and uh, I, I've looked at this once before, and I'll be honest, looking at this, I, I thought... Uh, that it would be a message about Christ and the Christ that was to come. And 
I love that today, that in the Old Testament so many times we find a picture of the Christ that was to come. And so just another example here today of the Christ that was to come we find in the Old Testament. And there's people today around us that will tell us that Jesus was a second option. Jesus was the second plan. Uh, but if we look through the Bible, I believe wholeheartedly it shows us that Jesus was the plan from the beginning. And there was no doubt about that, folks. Can I say that today? That if you look through the Bible from Genesis chapter 1 all the way to the Re Revelation, we find it tells the same old story. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And so when people begin to ask me, what is, the, what is the word about? What is the Bible about? It's about the same good old story that Jesus came and bled and died for you and I, hopeless sinners. And I love that song that the choir sings. It says, the story will never grow old. And thank God today... I'm I'm glad, Jeremy, that story will never grow old to me. It's, it's, it's alive down on the inside. There's a living word down in there. And so you pray, we find that uh, the, 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 the children of Israel were here in this moment and uh, just so like they did so many times, they had committed sin and committed wrong on God. And I'll say this today, every man, woman, boy and girl that's ever been born has been in that place and committed sin and committed wrong. We find that in the Garden of Eden back there and when Adam and Eve had done wrong and, and condemned, been condemned, that we find that they had cursed every man that had ever been born. Well, preacher, how how is that fair of God to condemn me off of something they did? I want to tell you today, realize and understand that you would have been there and you would have done the same exact thing in the garden. Preacher, I don't think that's fair. I'm telling you today, we're all made out of the same stuff. Can I say that? There's not one that's more righteous than the other. We're all made out of the same flesh and the same temptation. And today, if we would have been in the Garden of Eden, we would have been in the same exact place and made the same exact decision. But so we find from the beginning of time, man was condemned. Man was condemned with sin. And there was a separation. I, I love that word. It says there was a separation. There was a gap that needed to be bridged. And I believe that's what this scripture tells us here, that there's a gap that needed to be bridged. And so as we go on, we find that the children of Israel had done wrong. And God tells us that God's anger was kindled. God's wrath was kindled against the children of Israel. And I love we find here that Moses and Aaron were there. And I love that when it says that God told uh, Aaron and Moses said, get you out from among the, among the congregation, get out of there, I'm going to consume them as in a moment. They fell down immediately on their faces. I believe their heart and their, their, their care, their desire was for the children of Israel. Understand today that there was a time, a long time ago, that when we were condemned in sin and we were found in sin, that there was a man named Jesus that's heart and love was so pointed toward us that he was willing to do anything, just as Moses and Aaron were in this moment, that when he realized that the children of Israel were condemned and were bound to die that he came and realized Moses and Aaron realized that there was something that needed to be done for the children of Israel can I tell you today there was a time and place when all of man was condemned Jeremy and there was a foretime in heaven when Jesus realized he there was something that needed to be done for the children of the world can I tell you today there was a time and place when Jesus's love was so overwhelming that he realized before man was ever made that there would be a necessity of a savior and someone to do something listen today we find that these men were there and it says they went on and it says Moses said unto Aaron, take a censer and put a fire therein from off the altar and put on incense and go quickly unto the congregation. And so we look here, Aaron had to come a certain way. Moses told him, he said, go get the fire from the altar, get incense. Listen today, Jesus Christ had to come a certain way. Do you see what I'm saying today? Moses and Aaron, he looked at Moses, or Moses looked at Aaron and said, go get the fire from the altar, go get the incense, go get the aroma. You've got to come a certain way unto the altar or it won't make it. it that, that sacrifice that you're going to make will not be enough. Listen today, Jesus had to come and bleed and die a certain way. Understand that? 
that today that there wasn't just, it couldn't have just been any man. Jeremy, I couldn't have died that death for the world. Why? Because I was a sinner myself. It had to be a perfect atonement. It had to be a perfect sacrifice. And I'll say today, not only was that what we needed, but that's what we got today. Jesus Christ came and bled and died for each and every one of us. And today, if you're here and lost, I'm telling you, Jesus came and died with you on His mind. Just as Moses and Aaron went to make that atonement call, I believe they had the children of Israel on their mind. Can I tell you today, if you're here and lost, God had you on His mind from the beginning of the world and realized that He wanted fellowship so bad and He longed to have you in heaven with Him so bad that He said, I'm going to send the best that heaven has to offer today. Understand we didn't get some, something less. We got the best that heaven had to offer today. It wasn't just somebody in the back. It was somebody. He was the Son of God from the beginning. The Bible tells us that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and then later it tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us preacher. Why would He put on a robe of flesh and go through this temptation and walk through this world like you and I do? Because He was the only one that could live perfect and the only one that could make an atonement for your sins and mine. And listen today, there's been many men that have claimed to be the Christ child, but I'm telling you today, Sean, if you would look through their life, you would find something that would show you that they were not the Christ child. But I'm telling you, I wasn't there, but I believe wholeheartedly. And I believe the Bible tells us that Jesus came and He was the Christ child. He was the only one that could live perfect from that. And listen today, there's been many men that have tried to claim that they're far above the rest of us. And there's been men to claim that they are the Savior. And there's people that are looking for a Savior to come. Can I tell you today, the Savior already came and bled and died. And from the beginning of the world, as far as God was concerned, He was already coming and He was coming to pay a sin debt for you and I. And so, we find that Aaron got ready. He put on everything he needed to put on. He got that incense ready. Jesus came, put on a robe of flesh, Jeremy. He got ready today. I believe as he left the portals of glory, Carl, he said it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth every sinner that comes unto repentance. It's not God's will today, understand this, that any should perish, but all should come into the knowledge of everlasting life today. Understand, God doesn't want you to go to hell. God wants you to be in heaven. And there's people today that will ask us, why would God send anybody to hell? Can I tell you today, there has never been one person that God has sent to hell. What do you mean by that, preacher? They made their own decision in their heart. The Bible says there is one unforgivable sin, and that is blasphemy of the Holy Ghost today. Understand what is going to send you to hell is not God, but the sin of not accepting what His Son did today. And I'm just telling you from the bottom of my heart, if you're here and God begins to deal with your heart and show you that the Christ child came and paid your sin, and I'm telling you, believe and accept that down in your heart and come and be changed forevermore. The Bible says, wherefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Thank God, call for the day when I came believing that Jesus Christ died and He made me a brand new creature down on the inside. Aren't you glad today that I'm no longer dead in trespasses and sin and we have something to rejoice about in that? Can I tell you, just as Paul said rejoice evermore, he wasn't talking about earthly possessions. He wasn't talking about natural things. Jeremy, he was talking about the Christ that was on the inside. And I believe he was telling those people, no matter what you go through, no matter where you go today, you've got to read to rejoice and it's because God loved you so much that he sent the Christ child and sent the best that heaven had for you preacher my life's, my life's rough right now I just don't know where to go don't know what's going to happen 
Can I tell you today, realize that the Christ child came and you've got a reason to rejoice. So we go on a little bit further and begin to look at this. It says, and make an atonement for them and begin to ponder and wonder about this word atonement. Begin to do some digging and we find that the word atonement uh, is reparation for a wrong. And in terms of, of Christianity, I've been looking at the Webster 1828 dictionary. It says, the reconciliation of God and human Christ or humankind through Jesus Christ. What was an atonement? It was an offering for the wrongdoing. Throughout the whole Old Testament, we find that they were making atonements every year, and it was just a picture, I believe, of the Christ that was to come and pushing the sins forward. And listen, today, Jesus Christ was the great atonement. Can I say that? Not only was He the one that had to come as the high priest and go in there and make the atonement, but I'll say this, He was the atonement today. He was that balm of Gilead. He is that balm of Gilead today. I love that song. There is a fountain filled with blood. There is a balm for your soul today. And He came and paid the price for it and gave everything He had. But so we go on a little bit further. Thank God today it wasn't just some random atonement. It wasn't just another one. But I believe that when He did it, He fulfilled everything to a jot and to a tittle. What's that mean, preacher? It means He didn't leave one stone unturned. There wasn't one thing that He left undone. If there was today, we wouldn't be saved because it wouldn't be a perfect atonement and it wouldn't be a perfect sacrifice today. Understand that He had to walk through. Sometimes I think we forget this. He had to walk through everything we walk through. The Bible says he, would, he was tempted just the same. He wept just the same. He had the same tears. Understand that today. The difference between Him and I is He lived perfect. And I can't understand that today. Thank God that He was willing to come and live a perfect life. How easy it would have been to just call the band of 10,000 angels, Mike, and go back home to glory. But He had a mission on His mind and His mission was that He had to make an atonement for the people. And I believe wholeheartedly as he looked through time, he saw every man, woman, boy, and girl and said, I'll go and pay the ultimate price. I'll go and be slain and be the lamb that's without spot, without blemish. Today understand that in the Old Testament when they brought the lamb to make the atonement every year, it had to be a perfect lamb without spot and without blemish. What's that mean, preacher? That means there couldn't be an ounce of imperfection. There couldn't be an ounce of blemish. There couldn't be a spot where they could look and say that's not right. But today understand and once more that was just a picture of the Christ that was to come just another picture of the lamb slain before the foundation of the world that he was spotless, blameless and was full of truth and so just a little bit more today and we find that he, he, the Bible says that Moses told Aaron he said go quickly today I believe it was an urgent matter to God our sin debt Moses told Aaron, he said, go quickly, go quickly. I believe when God told Jesus, go, there wasn't hesitation, Jeremy. There wasn't a moment where he thought, I'm going to wait a little bit, see what happens, see if they can do it. But I believe Carl... When God said go, He left the portals of glory. He put on that robe of flesh with you and I on His mind. Understand today it was an urgent. God loved you so much. It was an urgent matter. I begin to think about this and so many times we find things in life we can relate to and I've been working at the hospital lately we find that we, we have what we call a code and it's when someone's heart stops and there's a, there's a plan in place for when someone's heart stops when they're on the path to dying. Whatever, there's a set group of people that are set aside that whenever that happens, whenever they call that, You've got to leave what you're doing and you've got to go. Can I say today that's how Jesus was, honestly? Can I say that today that when we were dead in our trespasses and sin, it was an urgent matter and He left everything that He had. He dropped it all in a moment, left everything He had in heaven and came and put on a sorry robe of flesh and fulfilled everything that was needed. 
And so just a little bit more, I'll shortly be done. My, my favorite verse in this, it says, And he stood between the dead and the living. Paul said, For I was alive without the law once, but the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. I believe naturally here Moses or Aaron was standing between the dead and the living. But today when we look at Jesus Christ and we look and realize that we were dead in our trespasses and sin and we couldn't get to where the living was, we couldn't get living down in our soul, we needed someone to come and bridge that gap today. Understand that. Preacher, I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. Listen today. We are dead in our trespasses. Understand this. And Jesus was perfect and lived everything He needed to live so that He could bridge the gap to glory. Understand that today. I was dead in my trespasses and sin, but now I'm alive evermore. I've got eternal salvation down on the inside of me. And Carl, I will never be dead again. Understand that today. Well, preacher, your body might die and after that, yes, sir, it will. But don't weep for me when I go in that grave because I'll just start living forevermore when He comes back from the eastern sky and says, child, it's time to come home. Understand today, you need to get that done on the inside. You'll die a lonely death eternally. The Bible says hell is a real place today. Can I tell you, all it takes is believing that Jesus Christ came and bled and died. How do we escape hell today, Jeremy? He's paid the prize. God just wants you to believe. We make it so complicated today. We think we've got to do this and that. No, just believe that Christ came and died that lonely death so that we wouldn't be dead anymore. I'll say this. What a joy it is, Jeremy, to be alive with Christ. I thought about that song Blaine sings. It says, I once lived in a valley. It was dusty and dry. There were souls lost and dying on every side. Can I tell you that we've all been dead in our trespasses and sin and there's souls lost and dying every day on every side. But Christ has paid the price for you to be alive in and through Him today. If you want life and want life more abundantly, you've got to find Him. Uh, one more point and then I'll be done. I'll ask for a song. I begin to think about this and I believe there's scripture over in Ephesians that talks about it. It says that if we're saved and we're freed from the chains of sin... We ought to exercise that liberty today. Can I tell you today, if you're saved and you're born again and you're alive with Christ, stop walking like you're dead in your trespasses. Stop walking in that death. Preacher, I have people in my family I want to be saved, people I want to see get in. Stop walking in the death of sin. Preacher, I know I'm saved. Quit walking like you're not. Do you understand what I'm saying today? I believe you're once saved, always saved. Hear me good and well. But I believe there's times in this life, Jim, where we, where we walk just as if we were lost. People in the world, we look, we blend in, understand today that you need to quit living like you're still dead in your trespasses and exercise the liberty that God has given you. Start living in that life and start living in the life that Christ has given you and be content in that and stop walking in the ways of the Lord. I'll say this today. You may go and you may think for a moment you've found something that gives you life and will help you enjoy your life. But understand today, you'll find over and over again that there's pleasure in sin but for a season. You may find it for a moment. You say, I finally found something that will keep me content and keep me happy. Finally found something that will get my mind off of being lost. But understand today, there is nothing in this world that can replace Christ in your life today. The woman with the issue of blood, she went and tried many physicians and was nothing better, the Bible says, but rather 
grew worse. Understand today, no matter where you go, if you're lost, it's not going to fix your problem unless you find Jesus, okay? So understand today that you need to find Him. If you want life, want life more abundantly, let's get a song if that's okay. I appreciate getting to be here. appreciate your prayers. I'll ask you to stand with us. If you're here and lost, God wants to save you. God doesn't want you to stay dead in your trespasses. It's not God's will. I'll say it again. It's not God's will that any should perish. You may be here today and say, there's no way God wants anything to do with me. I'm telling you today, I believe God loves the worst of the worst. How preacher, how do you know? You're looking right at Him. As far as I'm concerned, I was the most unsavable there's ever been, Roy. But God saved me, and because He saved me, I know He can save anybody. And so today, if you, if you want life more abundantly, if you want to be alive in Christ, you've just got to believe in Him. You've got to accept that the sin debt was paid and believe in what He's done. Sing when you're ready. Hear the blessed Savior calling thee Don't turn him away today. Don't push it off to tomorrow. Don't push it off to tonight. Don't think you've got a life ahead of you to live first. This is the most urgent thing in your life right now, I promise you. The most important thing you could do is find Christ and start living in Him. singing in front of people but uh, Lord put this song on my heart uh, Lord help me write this song and I think that's what makes me more nervous than anything is because I don't trust my ability to write songs uh, but when I was writing this song the thing that was on my heart was telling God no when Moses was asked to go to Egypt, he told God, I can't do that. I, I, I'm not capable of that. And God said, who made you? So the point of the song is, if God tells you to do something, he'll make a way for you to do it. you all pray for me. <clears throat> like the lame man by the pool at Bethesda, 
couldn't get to the water when it was disturbed. But I knew that there was power in that flow. And if I could just get my legs to work, I would surely go. Then Jesus said, Wilt thou be made whole? And I cried, Lord, without your help, I can't even move at all. Then rise up and walk was his command. He reached down in the depths of sin and took me by the hand. Then he changed my heart and made me a new man. So when he calls you and you think you can't, you can. He'll find a way for you to follow his command. Like little David in the valley of Elah. I was facing a giant that would not be moved And I knew I couldn't trust my strength alone And I cried, Lord, I can't do this by myself with just a stone Then Jesus said, you killed the lion and the bear and I will help you here just like I helped you there. So rise up and walk was his command. He reached down in the depths of sin and took me by the hand. Then he changed my heart and made me a new calls you and you think you can't, you can't. He'll make a way for you to follow his command. Appreciate that song. Appreciate Jay. Anybody else with anything on their heart this morning? If not, we'll say you can be seated. We'll turn it over to I appreciate uh, Brother Cooper, and I appreciate that message. That really helped me. Uh, it says, uh, this is from Lafayette Missionary Baptist Church. It says, Dear Sister Church, please be advised that Lafayette Missionary Baptist Church has changed the date of our homecoming from the second Sunday in October to the fourth Sunday in September. Effective this year, our 2022 homecoming service will be held on September the 25th. Uh, sincerely, Charles Dabney and Russ Stringfield. And then I think, if I remember correctly, um, Jordan and Samaria, they changed their homecoming from uh, the 18th of September to that same weekend, I think, the, the fourth uh, Sunday in September as well. I think that's just uh, for this year, though. I don't think that's continuously. <clears throat> so those were the only two I got.
I have two things. Um, the first thing is, is um, we've been meeting, well, we haven't this summer really, but um, we have been meeting the fourth Sunday night of every month the youth has out in the fellowship hall, and we're going to be changing that to the third Sunday night um, because on the fourth Sunday night there's male member meeting, and so we kind of have to wait around for that, and then we leave at nine, so then we're only here for like an hour and a half. So um, we're going to start meeting on the third Sunday night, the youth group will out in the fellowship hall after evening service, but we're going to start that back up in September because the fair is going on right now, so I'm sure there's quite a few people that would like to go to the fair this evening. So um, my second thing is, is I know Missy a couple service ago, services ago um, asked for prayer for the youth as they go back to school. And I also want to ask everybody to please remember the youth and their prayers as they go back to school. I know some have already went back to school. Some have already um, left for college. But it's so important that we pray for them, not only for their safety, but that God could just really use them and let them be a light in this dark world. And I thought at first that we were going to start up Pray the Halls um, this afternoon, but I really feel like that we need to surround them and pray with them as a church. And I know Cooey's done this in years past, but I just really feel like that it's really important that we need to have the youth come up and everyone follow behind them and that we need to have prayer with them this morning. So um, if you're a youth that's going back to school, whether you're going to preschool or kindergarten or middle school, high school, college kid, or even teachers, we have a lot of really good teachers in our church and, and we just really need to lift everybody up in prayer that God could just really use them this school year. So um, if you're a youth, please come on up and come up to the altar. And then um, teachers and college kids and, and our church, let's just surround them and, and, and let's just really pray with them.
appreciate that. I appreciate our youth leaders uh, and them being willing to follow the Lord. Um, I'll ask once more if everybody's hearts and minds are clear. With that, we'll just say you're at liberty to go and fear the Lord.